I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own. Disappointment at the new meadow as we drop more points and the fallout from Lee Bowyer's post-match interview has got tongues wagging as well. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's podcast, we'll be looking back at yesterday's desperately frustrating one-all draw with Shrewsbury Town, a late, late leveller for Salop, uh, the hosts uh, over in Shropshire yesterday. Uh, joining me on the pod to do that, first up, Mr. Benji Cloak, who's in his conservatory this evening. How are you, Ben? Oh, yeah, I'm good. That sounds like a bit of a... Uh... A Cluedo game, didn't it? I've got a candlestick <laughs> out here. Yeah. I could be uh, Professor Benji with the candlestick yeah. in the conservatory. Yeah. All right, you haven't actually murdered anyone on your way to doing the, doing the pod uh, this evening. I think uh, Lee Bowyer, with a candlestick or any other uh, utensil, could have happily murdered quite a few people at full time yesterday. He was absolutely fuming, uh, wasn't he? The addicts weren't able to hang on uh, to the point. And joining me uh, and Ben on the pod, of course, to discuss that game, uh, hopefully someone else who hasn't murdered anyone just yet, uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? Yeah, I'm good, mate. And thankfully, no murders this end. Although, yeah. like Benji says, it is a little bit like a game of Cluedo, isn't it? You could have Benji Benji in the conservatory with the candlestick or Lee Bowyer in the dressing room with the hairdryer. Mm, yeah, Chris Gunter in the penalty area with the trip. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. on, uh, on tonight's pod, then we'll be hearing the highlights of yesterday's game. We're also going to hear the post-match interview from a furious uh, Lee Bowyer. He goes into his uh, views on the performance and, of course, the fact that he took Johnny Williams off uh, just 23 minutes after bringing him on. That was one major talking point that came out of yesterday's game uh, as well. We've got your tweets and emails as well because there is plenty of stuff to talk about. People getting a little bit concerned now, aren't they? We've only won one game in the last five and the performances, especially yesterday, wasn't wasn't what we've come to expect in the early part of this season. So all of that to come uh, on this evening's Charlton Live. And Ben, just before we hear the highlights, I mean, you know, we were seconds away from, from holding on to the three points and it was frustrating because we were that close but really 
did that display warrant three points from us? I don't think it did. Uh, football's a game of fine margins. It's that if Albie Morgan levers that ball up the pitch, then we come away with three points. We look back and did we deserve to get the three points? No, I don't think we did. I think Shrewsbury had better chances of goal. I think Amos made a couple of good saves that kept us in it. Did we trouble their keeper as much? No, I don't think we did. I think it was very similar to Wednesday night where we were frustrated. We didn't create much. There were at times plays that just didn't go well. Uh, yeah, it's just another frustrating performance. That's that's three games in four now where we can say that and we're coming away thinking what what did go wrong. And yeah, look, let's let's hopefully now let's look at a bigger picture. Let's look at what did go wrong and Obviously, Albie's clearance didn't help with that, but the rest of the game, the rest of the 90 minutes, we weren't warranting of those three points, so why? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are going to be plenty of ideas, I imagine, that we'll, that we'll bring up in the pod and, and, and from the tweets and emails as well, because people will be concerned, Lewis, that, you know, it is, it is one, game, one win in five games now. Um, you know, that Ipswich game that is sandwiched by the... The performances at Burton and in midweek against MK, uh, and obviously yesterday as well, it, it will start to be something that, that that fans will be be concerned about because we haven't played well as as we had been earlier on in the campaign, um, and and there's there's just a few a few things that people aren't, haven't really been too sure about recently. Yeah, a hundred percent. Then head, I think. Whether we can put it down to a bit of fixture congestion and coming back from that international break uh, after such a strong run of results, maybe knocking the the consistency and the momentum a little bit, then we find ourselves coming back in sort of full throttle the Saturday Tuesday schedule, um, and a couple you know like like Benji said there three performances in four that have been incredibly disappointing um, given the standards that we'd set earlier on in the season. I know we've been missing a lot of key players. You know, yesterday was a, a well, a one-off really, where we managed to have a, a natural centre-half partnership with Piercy coming back in and, and Famwo. Um, we've we've lacked that in in the last few weeks, and we had that back yesterday. And I thought that might help. I thought they put in a solid display, but the rest of the pitch, I think we just looked a little bit off it. We looked to normally um, didn't quite come up with the goods. I thought that we were disappointing in midfield and I'm sure we'll come on to the way we line up but I just think that the the Watson and Prattley in the same team is a little bit too negative for me especially when you're going away from home to a side that are struggling in the division you want to be going there you know all out trying to get the points and I think we just looked completely off it yesterday and I think the the only thing we can look at at the moment is that we've got a week now before our next rather than having something slotted in the middle so we've got a bit of an opportunity to try and you know I set some of these performances and work out what's going wrong and, and maybe reassess the system and, and try and get over these hurdles, if you like. Um, but it's not a huge cause for concern because we're still sitting quite comfortable in the top six, but it want to be something we want to iron out as soon as possible because although we're up there, some of these performances have been incredibly disappointing, especially over the last sort of five games. Take the Ipswich one out of it and I've, all of them have been pretty poor. So it's going to be something address as soon as possible and I'm thinking this this week will probably be a key time to do that without the distractions of a midweek fixture. Right then let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's game from Valley Pasture commentators were Greg Stubley and Terry Smith. It's a force to Kasker. he couldn't find Anike but he recovers it Anike, he's going to take the shot, it's blocked up in the air, he's going to go for it again, Landon will only head her into Martson left edge of the penalty area takes a shot and deflected away by Williams Watson behind him that's well worked by Gilby. Used him as a decoy. Chip ball into the box. And Nico with a touch. Oh, and it's just wide of the left-hand post. Pierce coming in at the far side. Couldn't get a touch. Backwards to Watson. Oh, looking for Nico. It's a lovely ball. Nico can turn in the penalty area. Shoots Ooh. straight at Sarkic. That's a lovely pick-up from Ben Watson to find him. Backwards to Norburn. Forwards to Pugh. And finds his man in. There's Miller with a shot in the end. Which is straight at Amos. Ricochets. Look. Favela, born the penalty area, comes to shots from Pugh, oh. which took a deflection, I think, and Amos just yep. had to come across to make sure it wasn't hidden to watch it. And clears it away, helped by Watson. And then there is the halftime whistle as it ends in after 45 minutes. Charlton nil, Shrewsbury nil. 
have to say, no real chances of note for either side. Uh, sprays it to the right-hand side to find Miller. And look to take on Martson. Cuts inside. It's about a shot. Goes for it. It's a decent effort off the bar. He didn't hit it too cleanly, but the oh, accuracy of the shot was awkward for Amos. Comes up to Martson, who will take on Miller. Gets onto his left foot. Cross an opportunity. Touches back to Gilby inside the penalty area. He'll go for goal. Oh, he caught it well, but just wide. Now to play for a goal kick. I wonder if that might be Alex Gilby's last, uh, last contribution, and it is. Because uh, Johnny Williams will be coming on to replace him. Met though by Guntone. He's up. It's a good ball, in fact, to Bogle. Bogle. Good control. Turns. Got Williams out to his right hand side. Well, Finds right. Williams. Gunter's on a run over on the overlap. Still, Williams has it. With Gunter now taking over on the right hand side. Ball into the box. He's looking for lovely shot. And it's gone in. Great strike from Watson. It's come off a Shrewsbury player. I'm pretty sure to find the right hand corner of the net. But Charlton take the lead. Well, just as we're saying, we don't think Charlton played terribly. They're a little bit sloppy with the goal kick. They get away with it. But it's great work, in fact, by Omar Bogle. It's a good control. He's patient. And he turns, finds Williams to his right. Williams with a really good run. Uses the overlap of Gunter. Lovely ball, early ball and towards the penalty area, which is not dealt with. Well, it actually comes away of Watson, who strike. I don't think he actually called it that cleanly. And it takes a deflection. It's, it's Whether it takes a deflection off a Shrewsbury player or Williams, I wasn't too sure. But it certainly took a deflection and then just trickled into the net. And John had the lead off to send it. He might have done better to leave it because it's picked up by Daniels. Takes a shot. Tumble deflection. Pierce tries to get there. Cleared away by Martin. Does really well. But he can only toe poke it away into a Shrewsbury possession. Uh, well played by Johnny Williams to win the ball back for Charlton. Was he pulled then? No. Daniels back on the ball. Leaves it to Vela. Vela into the penalty area. Drill ball across. Oh, it's come off the crossbar. A lovely save by Amos. And then Prattley clears it away. Bodies everywhere. How did that stay out? Ben Amos is the main reason. Well, I haven't seen him for a while. As Charlton prepared to make another sub, it might be Ben Perrington coming on. Is that a Matthews? I think Matthews, happy. you're right. There's a couple of times Shrewsbury on their left and Charlton's right have been getting him behind. And I don't think Bo is happy at all. He wants a bit more protection. It's, uh, Johnny Williams is coming off. Is that Johnny Williams? It's Johnny Williams. It is. Strange one, that. Johnny Williams coming off and uh, the subs being subbed. As Matthews coming on, I think you're right to give protection down this right hand side. That's a bit harsh for me, though, tell. Well, especially because um, two of the mistakes that uh, you could say were from Gunter well, rather than William. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of times Matthews. Williams lost his man, but if you're, if you're bringing on Matthews, you, you force just force Williams up the pitch. Just allow him to play off both. Well, he's there with the chest control back. It's on the edge of the Charlton penalty area. It's a touch left of the post by Amos, I think, for a corner. It was a shot by Cummings, I think. Four minutes of added time here. Dropping on the edge, Wally for Shrewsbury, goes back to Norburn, thinks about a shot, takes it, what a right save by Amos, away to his left-hand side, tips away for the corner. And straight away goes down to Matthews and say, why on earth are you playing a sloppy ball like that inside your own half? Towards Vela, Vela knocks it forward, Morgan underneath this, hits it straight up in here, well, backwards, and Charlton have to deal with a rushed and sliced clearance, it's in the edge of the penalty area. That's a penalty as... Dave Edwards got beyond the Charlton defence. I couldn't see who pulled him back, but he went to ground. And the home side have a penalty, all from the quite inexplicable slice by Albie Morgan. Just needed a little bit of composure from Morgan. And he's just cleared it up in the air. Edwards wins it, and he's been brought down by Gunter. It was Gunter, was it? I didn't see who actually pulled him down. Now Norman has a chance to rescue a point for Shrewsbury. Up to Ben Amos again for Charlton. Can he do it for the Addicts? It'll be Norburn with the Shrewsbury penalty in the last seconds of the game. Steps forward and scores. to say the last 10-15 minutes the pressure has all been Shrewsbury and there is a final whistle at pretty much the last kick of the game it's given the home side a share of the spoils 
Well, it's sickening, Tell, but again, from a child perspective, probably not quite good enough. There we go. That was the highlights then on Valley Pass, and uh, you can hear the disappointment uh, in the boys' voices as we came to the end of that game because it was a frustrating result, a frustrating uh, performance as well, Benji. Um, and, you know, really, I, I've... If we had held on, I would have felt very lucky to have come away from that game with three points because Shrewsbury were the team doing all the pushing, and particularly at the end. It's not like their goal came out of nowhere. And we didn't create as many chances as we'd hoped to going away to a team who were near the bottom of the table. Obviously, that's quite a simplistic way of putting it. But if you're a team at the top, you know, even if they're going to make it difficult for you, you need to create a few chances. And we didn't really create that many other than, other than the goal that we scored. Yeah, I think that's the case. They're a team that's down the bottom, and yesterday it didn't show that. It would You'd have thought it was the other way round. You would have thought they were the team up the top because, as I said, they created more chances. I think if we're trying to look at positives from the game, I, I thought definitely positives was having Pierce and Famoy back. It definitely made our side uh, more rigid, definitely had a bit more uh, structure about it. Uh, and it allowed someone like Matson, who I thought had a good game. I thought he got forward well, which we missed on Wednesday night. I think he was the only one in the team really trying to take the ball to him and, and run at him. And at times he is going to make mistakes because he's gambling and he's, he's doing something that, OK, you, you're running at defenders with, with pace. Sometimes you might lose out, but at least we're trying to make something work there. And Lewis uh, said it earlier, with having Watson and Prattley in that team, it's just going against the team that were 23rd in the table. It's just, it's too defensive for me. you got them two sitting in front of a back four. It's just, where are our chances going to come from? Then you're looking at Gilby, you're forced to Kasky. But are they the kind of players that are going to run forward and create much? Because we seem to be doing that sideways passing with not much penetration of going forward. Um I think Chuck's got quite a bit bullied by their back three yesterday. Early doors, he was calling for the ref and the lino to have a look at things. But as a defender there, you're going, yes, I've got him right where I want him. Uh, I think Connor ran about a lot, but again, never really did much. And it wasn't until Johnny came on, we kind of looked like, OK, we're going to take the game to him, which is, is a bit worrying. It took us till then to make things happen, but... Yeah, as I said, looking at the bigger picture, it was 90 minutes to go through and uh, mistakes were made, progress was made, but overall, a draw was probably warranted from the game. Yeah, yeah, I certainly think it would have been a bit of a stretch to suggest that we deserved all three points out of that one, although it was frustrating the way that we chucked away uh, those two extra points, Lewis, because, of course, we were leading from that, that goal that's been accredited to Ben Watson. Uh, may or may not have been going wide, but it uh, definitely took a touch on the way in. But it's been given to Watson thus far. Um, but, yeah, we were going into those closing stages. I think we'd seen Shrewsbury hit the bar a couple of times. Amos had made a, a few very good saves, as we're, we're getting used to. But then the goal that we've given away, and, and Bo, you're again fuming when we spoke to him after the match, um, a, a slice clearance from Albie Morgan that... It bounced inside our own penalty area. That's obviously not what you need. And then an experienced defender uh, like Chris Gunter gets the wrong side of uh, of Dave Edwards, his former Welsh teammate, and, and and hauls him down. You know, but you can see why Bowie was so frustrated with the the the, the, the catalogue of errors that led to the game. I mean, even letting the ball bounce inside a penalty area like we did. I mean, these are simple things that you'd expect us to be able to deal with. Yeah, a hundred percent. And especially the thing that disappoints me the most um, is that it it was Albie that made the error because it's just unfortunate for him. He's had such a good uh, you know run of performances and his form's been so good. Um, and I, I feel a bit sorry for him that that's happened. But ultimately, you do have, just have to leather it, don't you, and just get rid of it. It's not pretty, but it, it's just an error, isn't it? He's still young and he's obviously not meant to do it. It's just incredibly unfortunate. But we just don't react enough. I think. That last 10 minutes, we were getting absolutely peppered. There was ab there was no control from our side of it at all. We couldn't retain the ball. We didn't have any possession. We were just lumping it long and giving it away constantly. And it was coming straight back into our area. And that led to some difficult chances from them. You know, like that that shot at the end that Amos had to tip round, that you know, great curling effort. And then it, it was like constant battering. And it was only a, a matter of time until they were going to score when you look at it like that. Because you can only, you know, gift your opponent uh, the the opportunity so many times before they capitalise and, and Shrewsbury 
didn't really. We they did it against. We did it to ourselves by by gifting them that penalty. But you know, it's it's tough, and I, I do think that maybe some of the changes we made were, were negative, and maybe the wrong ones. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about the Johnny Williams change anyway. Um, but I just think that we we did it a little bit wrong yesterday in that in that last sort of closing stages. We just we were looking to try and just lump it long and get rid of it, but we just didn't have the personnel to do so. You had Connor Washington chasing onto balls that, you know, the guy's been playing the whole game. He's only just come back from a knock himself and we're taking off people that have only been on the pitch for 20 minutes that arguably have better legs at the moment. But it's, it's something that we'll come to talk about with the Johnny change. I thought it was bizarre um, and I think it maybe wasn't the right thing to do, but ultimately at the same time if, if he's made if he's pulled out of the tackle and Bowie has seen that doesn't like it then you know he's the boss but I just think that we were relying on those two strikers that aren't the most leggy of strikers anyway I mean Washington has pace but he played pretty much a full game to sort of drive the ball away when we were just sort of hoofing it and then they couldn't get on the end of it and it was coming straight back in we were just sort of shooting ourselves in the foot and inviting pressure and unfortunately that that pressure told and we we made the error in the box, gifted the penalty, and then we chuck away two points. But as you say, arguably, we, we didn't deserve the three anyway. But sometimes it's those smashing grabs that get you promoted. And I'm, I'm disappointed that we couldn't hold on. Yeah, I mean, we, we should obviously, we, obviously we have to talk about the rights and the wrongs of the, the, the Johnny Williams substitution. And so he's bought on um, and uh, for Alex Gilby and then taken off 23 minutes later uh, for Adam Matthews, Benji. Um, I mean... I mean, uh, no matter for what Bo's reasonings are, I mean, first of all, we should say, I mean, really, Johnny was a, a fresh pair of legs that could hold the ball up the other end of the pitch and just release a bit of that pressure and, and out ball that, that we were really missing in that last 10 minutes when we could, just couldn't seem to get outside of our own half. Spot on, mate. I think attack is the best form of defence. I tweeted that after the game, and, and I know people are moaning about people on Twitter after the game. But you've got to remember, after the game, normally, we're in a pub and we're talking with our mates, talking about the game and, and dissecting what we all thought over a beer. And then we can kind of release our anger, as you like, through that. And a lot of people, like me, were uh, bemused as why Johnny came off. Because, as you say, he can take that ball up the pitch, release the pressure from the defenders... And, uh, and as we know, they love to foul Johnny. He's so quick on the ball. And that's what he did when he came on. I mean, there's one of those things you talk about at someone's end of career. Sit down, interview. Oh, did you ever get um, taken off when you had uh, been brought on as a sub? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, well, what happened? Well, I came on. I assisted a goal. And uh, the only goal in the game. And then uh, got taken off because I pulled out of a tackle. Maybe he pulled out of a tackle because he was afraid it was a bad tackle and he might get injured again because we know he's injury prone. I can't remember the bit where he did. Of course, Bowyer can because he was there, so he's probably calling me a plonker for saying that. But, look, I, I thought personally, and I said after the game, I thought it was the wrong decision to make, as you said, to relieve that pressure. Uh, and it seemed very similar of last season where we took the lead in a game and then it resulted in the last 10 minutes us going negative, throwing defenders on and conceding late. And I didn't feel that we needed to do that yesterday. OK, they had a couple of chances, but they weren't bombarding us with chances. And, and when we did make that change, it seemed like they did. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the the morality of the of the decision then, Lewis, you know, obviously Boyer doesn't like to see when a player pulls out of a challenge. And funnily enough, I think all of us in the press box at the time actually saw this one. Uh, I think Johnny had just sort of gone in for a loose ball. Uh, we thought perhaps he'd maybe been fouled. And then we saw the two coming together. And funnily enough, at the exact time, I was thinking, oh, Johnny, don't go into that. You're about to get hurt here because the guy was really coming in. Um, although it, it, because he pulled out of it, obviously, if you take the pain, you might even get the free kick. Because he's pulled out of it, their players won it cleanly and they've gone on to create an opportunity. So... You can see why Bayer would be frustrated with that, but do you think that warrants the decision? I mean, it certainly sends a message. Bayer's tried this before with Bogle. He took him off against Burton Albion. Next game, he comes on, plays really well, scores. I thought Bogle did okay when he came on yesterday. A couple of nice bits of hold-up play, which we didn't see too often throughout the match from others. Um, so, you know, and he's spoken publicly about Albion Morgan, for example, before. This is a man management technique that Bayer's utilised before and it's worked before. But... I mean, people are questioning it yesterday. Do you, what, what do you think, Lewis? 
I mean, we've got to remember as well that he used this on Johnny Williams earlier in the season, didn't he? And then he, he went on international duty um, after being told, you know, he's got to get better, he's got to be fitter to get in this side. Goes away on international duty, gets a goal, comes back, scores for us. And it and we're, you know, we're looking at that and thinking, oh, brilliant. Like, this could be a real boost for his confidence. And like, like Benji said there, this is a guy who's been injured for a, a real, a, well, a, a terrible amount of time in his career. He's still a, a fairly young player. He's got talent, you know, we know that. We know what he's capable of. And I think that this, the backing out of the tackle thing, maybe it is something in his head about getting injured because as a footballer, you're only, you're only, your career is short, isn't it? And as sad as it is, maybe he shouldn't be, you know, bottling these sorts of tackles. But if you've had as many injuries as he's had, then psychologically, what, what does that do to you? You're probably always thinking, you know, when am I going to pick up my next injury and how long is it going to keep me out for? And, with yesterday, I mean, Bo's the manager. He he knows best. But what I would have sort of expected maybe is that he would have, if he'd have backed out of the tackle, which he did, and they didn't score, then you know just give him a rollicking on the sideline. Just say, look, come on. If they'd have if they'd have capitalised on that error, then we'd we'd be down. You know, be one all, and we were up against it then. But don't haul him off. You know, give him the give him the grilling on the sideline and make sure he doesn't do it again. And that, that could fire up a player and he can go on and do something else, you know, something great. But I don't know we, with Johnny, it's been a bit of a stop start season for him, isn't it? Anyway. Um, I, I don't know if uh, it's just a, maybe he's felt the brunt of Bowyer's frustration for the entire afternoon. You know, it was a bit of a, a hapless display from everybody really bar Ben Amos and I'd say Ian Matson, like Ben said, but I, I think maybe he just felt the brunt of it. He right in front of Bo, backing out of a tackle. Maybe he just had enough at that point, and and just flipped and wanted to change something. But what effect it has on Johnny, we'll see. You know, we've got a week now to train and everything. I'm sure that they'll be having a conversation at Sparrows Lane about about what's expected, etc. But we'll just we'll have to see how Johnny reacts to that criticism. You know, it's very public. It's it's out there on Twitter. It's it's one of those things as a player, mentally you do have to try and get over. And he has done before with the criticism earlier on in the season. So let's hope he does it again. But for me, it was it was quite a, a strange um, strange method. But if it pays off, you know, we'll, we'll all be eating our words, won't we? So mm, fingers yeah, crossed it does. I think strange is definitely the right word. Are we, are, we're all scratching our heads trying to work out the reasoning. When we were in the ground yesterday... You know, we were like, I'm sure he's not injured, and and I, I came up with a theory on Twitter that it must be a Bowyer trying to go more defensive tactically and and bringing on, you know, and and just making a tactical change. But like I say, as we heard uh, after, and we'll hear Bowyer's post match interview again shortly. Uh, it was a uh, the the outcome of uh, Johnny Williams pulling out of a tackle, and uh, plenty of you have sent your views in on that decision as well. So we'll come to those uh, in a minute. Uh, Benji, obviously, other than that, you know, we've we've talked about the disappointing display. I guess one of the one of the positives we'll take from yesterday is the fact that we've seen Jason Pierce back uh, and Akin Famewo uh, both starting in the side. So again, we 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 were able to to name some centre backs, two centre backs in the same team for the first time in well over a month. I made it the Oxford game that we won at the Valley uh, back towards the end of October uh, was the last time we were able to do that. So I mean that is a positive to take, and you think that as as we start getting more a settled side, hopefully players in their actual positions that will start to help. Um, and then and then maybe Bo can start to think about again how he'll he'll look to field all things around in the midfield, move people around. Now he's got more options to to work with again. Yeah, massive positive having those two back. Uh, our unbeaten run came from having Innes and Famwo there and Gunter at right back, Matson at left back, and we were all looking at the positives and saying what great signings we've made, how quickly they've gelled. So having those two back is a definite positive. I thought they did well yesterday, considering they've, especially Jason's been out for, he has, I don't think he's played at all this season. So having him back, our captain, and I thought he led well yesterday at times, was good. Um, yeah, injury list building up, isn't it? Uh, that's that's looking at the bigger picture and what went wrong. From Wednesday night, you had Shinny not playing and you had Madison not playing. And, and Madison, we spoke about on Thursday, was a real bright spark of that team on Wednesday when he came on. He made chances happen. Uh, putting some good balls into the box, which we could have done with yesterday. So 
Again, what it's out of our hands, these injuries. Unfortunately, they're falling at bad times. If only we had a fit Alfie Doughty, then I'm sure that would have caused teams problems. But it's ways of dealing with it and operating with our team. And it is a, a team that's put, been put together quite quickly. So how well can we deal with that? Something I may have done yesterday, as I said earlier, I thought that um, Chuck's got a bit bullied by their centre-backs. I would maybe have put Omar on with Chucks and maybe put Chucks in that number 10 role where we had him last season. So then Omar could have done the dirty work and Chucks could have um, bounced off that. And uh, yeah, it's it's obviously hard because these injuries come uh, late notice and stuff so, to know which way we're going to deal with things. But as Lewis said, we've got a week off now till the Wimbledon game to try and hopefully get a couple players back, whether Madison's just got a short illness, whether Shinny can be back and ways that we can try and exploit Wimbledon's weaknesses like that. Excellent stuff. Right, let's hear what Lee Bayer said after the game then. He was absolutely bloody fuming. It didn't help actually that he came out of the tunnel to come and speak to us while we were still up in our in our seats. He, he actually came out really quickly and so then he was a bit frustrated that we weren't uh, ready for him straight away so that probably added to it as well uh, but anyway I did ask the addicts what's what he made of the performance at uh, the new meadow against Shrewsbury we should have gone home with three points it's nothing there's no question like we, we have to manage to game better it's, it's something simple just all you have to do is just clear your lines and then that's it we win the game instead of trying to smash the lever off the ball and then the ball's ending up bouncing in our bloody box like it's pathetic stupid Stupid. We should be leaving with three points and we're leaving with one. Not good enough. Just do, sorry, go on. Just do the basics, you know? Like, it's just... Go on. Well, I can see your frustrations at full time there because, you know, having... It's been a difficult game this afternoon. Shrewsbury certainly made you work for that, that goal you got. But to get so close, you must, you must be so frustrated at full time. Yeah, I'm fuming. I'm fuming. Putting on players and they're pulling out of tackles. They should have scored before that. They should have scored because someone pulled out of a tackle. It's not good enough. Like, what are you doing? I won't accept anything like that. Never. And they know that. And then to concede the way we did there, it's, not, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. It shouldn't be happening. Overall, do you think your side deserved to go on and win to the game today? Yeah, because we was, we was a team that was trying to play the right way and... And I think at times we, we got into good positions again. Again, didn't take care in that final third. Again, too sloppy. But the goal, the goal was something that we worked on yesterday. And it was like, look, we get to this situation. This is what happened. They defend their six-yard box well, but they don't defend the, 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 in and around the penalty spot. We worked on it. And then it, it, it came off. So then it's pleasing. And you think, here we go. And then you're in injury time and then you're going home with three points and then that happens. Like, it's all that hard work goes, goes to waste, you know? It frustrates me. It drives me mad. We saw, we saw a substitution in the lights that you don't often see. Johnny Williams came on and, and played 20 minutes and then was taken off. What was the reasoning behind that today? Because if you pulled out of a tackle and they should have scored from it. Like, if you're going to pull out of tackles, then that, that's not acceptable. Not playing for me. If you want to pull out of tackles, you ain't never going to play for me. So I've just spoken to Johnny in there. I've just told him what I think of it. I told him the reason why I brought him off. And, and, and you can't be doing that. We're all in this. We're all in this. You have to fight for everything. You think you can just jump out of the way, jump out of tackles. That, that is not, never going to happen. Never. It's been relentless, hasn't it, over the, over the last few days. And this is the end of, a, of, a, of another couple of weeks of Saturday, Tuesday. Saturday, Tuesday, at least. So you must be pleased to be able to get back on the training ground again for the next few days. Yeah, yeah, get back on the training ground and, and start working hard again. But we should be leaving here with three points a day, and we ain't. And that, 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 that's not good. Um, it's been tough. That, that we've had, what played four out of five the last games away from home. It's never easy coming here, and, and we had to dig deep. And I thought we'd done that. Um, I thought we'd done enough to, to win the game, but it hasn't happened. And. It's frustrating. There's been obviously been a bit of inconsistency in terms of results over the last few weeks when you've seen that that winning run before that. Yeah. I mean, is that something you're expecting to see a lot in in League One this season, particularly when there's when there's so many games in such a short amount of time? A short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I think that that will happen all season. I think all teams will will have that inconsistency. But today we should have took the three points and, and moved on, but we haven't. Um, 
So that's, that's definitely two points dropped. And on the plus side today, of course, the first time you're actually able to name two centre-backs in, in the team for a long time. What did you make of Akin and, and Jason today? Yeah, I thought they'd done well. I thought, um, thought Akin liked being on the, on the wrong side, if you like. Uh, left foot or playing on the right is never really easy. But, uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought they'd done well. It was good to see him back. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good for us. Yeah. And no Marcus today. I understand he's ill. Can you tell us, is, is he all right? Or? Yeah, he turned up yesterday and he was ill. Um, so yeah, that's why he's not here. It's not the virus or anything. Oh, no, no. And uh, just fine. I didn't ask you about the penalty itself. Did you ever? It looked pretty clear from where I was, but I haven't seen it back. Yeah, we should have won the header. Um, didn't win the header, and then now it's bouncing around, and I'm guessing someone stuck the leg out and he fell over it. I don't know. I didn't really see it. Um, but it should have been dealt with before it even got to there. Should have, all you had to do is turn it around. Like to, it's simple, basic. And how did you find the atmosphere of playing with only away fans? Obviously, it's unusual as a manager to only have people from the away team uh, there. Yeah, not really. We had no fans here, so I'm not worried what theirs were like. Um, so, yeah, obviously, it would have been better if we had some here. Do you, do you think it gives the home side an advantage? No, no, I don't think it does. I don't think it gives the home team an advantage. I think... Uh, the more we can get back in and the sooner the better. Cheers, mate. Lee, doubly disappointing when you consider that uh, our start of the season was built on strength, especially towards the end of games when we were put under pressure. We seem to cope with it quite well. So is it the, you know, the run of results that uh, you know, people are desperate to get those three points that, that causes little errors like that? Um, I don't know. I don't... <sighs> to give a penalty away in injury time is it's naive. It's naive and shouldn't be happening. We've got we've got a lot of experienced players on that pitch, and um, we should manage the game better, uh, especially going into injury time. So uh, disappointing, disappointing, and it's not like us to. to we've, we've been good at that. Been good at keeping teams out, and again, I'm I'm standing there going into injury time, thinking good, clean sheet, two centre halves back. Um, but wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it's one of those results. That, I mean, it almost ticked every box you wanted, as you said, with the two centre half backs. A, a really good training ground move to get the goal, uh, and then it looked like uh, you know a battling performance because it wasn't an easy game out there, and losing at the last. I mean, everybody must be down in there. Yeah, yeah, and, and rightly so. <laughs> rightly so, it should be down. Because I'm fuming, so they will. They'll be down. They'll be hurting. But uh, we'll um, we'll go again. On a plus side, though, you've got a full week. You don't have a don't have another Tuesday or Wednesday game to worry about in midweek. So a full week on the training ground. Yeah, and, and I need to charge your batteries uh, because it's been tough for them. Like I said, we've been up and down the motorway four out of five away games. So um, in a short space of time, so it's been it's been a lot of a lot of travelling. So they get their rest and then we we go again. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
force Kelsey swings it towards the far post. Innis jumps, heads down, Bogle touchdown, Brown! Hey! Hey! Smacks it in! And Charlton take the lead. That's a really well-worked corner. Innis with the head down, Bogle touches it. And Darren Prattley, the substitute, just smacks it into the roof of the net. Just say to Ethan behind. Charlton Live. There we go. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Just before the break, where we heard uh, a fuming Lee Bayer after yesterday's uh, uh, game with Shrewsbury. Um, yeah, he did not hold back. Yeah, I think he calmed down a little bit by the end of the interview. But I mean, when we first spoke to him, Lewis, he was absolutely raging. Uh, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve, as we can see. Um, and he's frustrated. He, he felt we should have won the three points. I mean, do, do you think he's moved deep down? Do you think it shows that overall, obviously obviously the late frustration, but do you think it, it came from an afternoon of frustration where deep down we didn't play as well? I mean, I asked him if he thought we deserved to win, and he said yes, basically. But deep down, do you think do, do you think it could be that it's come out of, of, of a frustrating afternoon overall? Yeah, I think so. That and the the frustration of, of Wednesday as well. Um, I think maybe he's just not working out what isn't clicking at the moment. You know, you got, we had players back that we thought would help us uh, Saturday defensively. And I thought that, that, as we said earlier, they both had a good game. So that obviously helped going forward. Like we say, we didn't create a huge amount and that would disappoint him because we've, we've got a very creative side, you know, we've really creative players. Chucks has had a fantastic start to the season uh, Connor Washington also, uh, Gilby back in there. We know what he can do and Jake as well. Um, and he'll just be frustrated that we, we didn't really create a huge amount or test them, especially when they are where they are in the division. And, you know, he will feel like we deserve to win it because we've created the only, you know, the only goal and open play, if you like, he'll, he'll see it from that, that ultimately we chucked that victory away, regardless of how poorly we played, we threw it away by, not you know doing the correct things at the end of a game and seeing the game out we we were messing about with it lumping it long and it getting sent straight back in gifting that penalty so i can see why he does feel hard done by because despite us playing poorly we did you know we were ahead and and we were so close um and they didn't manage to score an open play so that's a you know it's a credit to the defense and to ben amos as well um so yeah he's going to be incredibly frustrated you know we had that really positive run um, and then we had the result of Burton showed that we can react by having a very strong professional performance at Ipswich. And then again, we've kind of limped along these two games and it's, and it's been the same, you know, it's, it's, we just had, didn't get going and yeah, we've, he's going to want to bounce back as quickly as possible. Um, you know, if we want to stay within that chasing pack of the top two, then things need to improve quickly. Maybe we need to review the system with the players that we have. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of thinking to do this week. But thankfully, there is no game midweek, so I think that'll that'll play in our favour because um, I think we probably do need the rest a little bit. You know, I think we've had a really congested fixture list. Excellent stuff. Right, we've got plenty of tweets and emails to read through. Uh, don't forget, if you want to have your tweet or email read out on next uh, Thursdays or next Sunday, so you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at charltonlive. Uh, Steve actually sent this one uh, before yesterday's game, but obviously, you know, Bo also came in under a little bit of criticism from some fans for uh, his comments about the supporters who attended the game uh, against Milton Keynes. Steve says that the severe criticism of Lee Bowyer is quite frankly a disgrace after all he's done for this club. It doesn't bother me that he criticised some fans after the game on Wednesday. The team were very poor. Yes, uh, the point he was making is he was expecting fans to be more vocal and support the team when they really need it. That's a fair point, I would say. Uh, to suggest sacking him from some of the fans is absurd. And uh, let's not blow this out of proportion that there's been not many comments like that realistically there's been one or two at that but you know there has been some and, and uh, Steve says it is uh, absurd uh, be very careful what you wish for the most important thing for me is where we are in the league and how he gets the team to play no he doesn't get it right all the time we are fourth in the league far higher than I thought we ever would be mid-table was the best I thought we would finish so let's calm down keep the faith and let's get behind the team and Lee Boya I mean that is another school of thought Ben do you think 
Bo probably did bring a little bit of pressure onto himself uh, after those comments on, um, on on Wednesday about the fans. You know, whether you agreed with them or not, he certainly put a little bit of pressure on himself. And do you think part of that frustration also was was the reason you might have been quite vocal? Uh, at full time yesterday, or do you think he'd probably water off a duck's back? It's hard to tell with Bo, really. It's hard to tell. I'd say water off a duck's back, really. I think the main frustration from that on Wednesday was that it was like the second time the fans are watching us live this season, and we've done so well up to that point, and they've seen a poor game, and he's frustrated, and he's thinking about all the aspects, and maybe thinking the crowd could have made a louder noise. Obviously, we spoke about that. On Thursday uh, at length, and, and look, obviously, Bowyer is going to come out. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He says things how it is. I think we spoke about that on Thursday that sometimes we might not like what he says because he says it how it is. But at the end of the day, I haven't seen many people say Bowyer out. We're all just, a lot of us, very frustrated at, at teams we should be doing better against. We're not, and we. A lot of us don't agree with the excuses he's come out with. I guess one of them was, I don't think he blamed the fans about the game, but kind of made that a bigger deal than it was than the Johnny Williams thing yesterday. Of course, it's just frustration at the end of the game. Maybe he's doing his interviews too quick after the game, as you just said. Maybe he should give it a bit of a while to calm down and look at a bigger picture. Maybe he regrets what he said yesterday or give Johnny Williams a big hug tomorrow in training and try and work out what's the better way going forward. I don't know, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny, funny enough, actually, about the uh, what you said there about Boya coming out too quickly. That was, that was echoed, actually, by Steve Brown on BBC Radio London on the post-match show yesterday. He says, I wonder if maybe Bo should take half an hour just to calm down and I've listened to you said it and I've listened to Brown he said it and both uh, both times I'm thinking no don't do that because I want to get home after a game but um, yeah excellent stuff right uh, email has come in from McSquared says uh, fair result hi guys although Shrewsbury received an early Christmas gift from us right at the death and as disappointment as it was you have to say it was a fair result in what was a poor game overall Amos had already saved our bacon a couple of times prior to the penalty and once again it was sloppy defending that resulted in us coming away with one point instead of three. Apart from that, we had been too slow, ponderous and static until the subs come on and far too ineffective in the final third again. There is far too little movement in general resulting in far too many backward or sideways passes. It is also... Uh, is it also merely a coincidence that both Anike and Bogle seem to make a bigger impact when they come off the bench? For whatever reason, Anike had a poor game uh, when he was subject. He didn't win a single header yesterday, or not many, as, uh, certainly, as Ben said, he was under pressure from that. That's Shrewsbury black, uh, back three. Uh, Williams looked lively when he came on, but lost the ball far too easily in our defensive third, which probably explains why he was subbed himself. You can't say we had a terrible game defensively, and Shrewsbury were no better than us overall. However, we seem to be lacking creativity and a cutting edge at the moment which must be the greatest concern Shrewsbury are most definitely the sort of side we should be taken care of if we are to harbour realistic hopes of promotion for whatever reason we seem to have become a very inconsistent side all of a sudden that needs to change quickly on the face of it I could say we could do with a pacey forward who could complement Bogle or Anike uh, as although their hold up play is good their hard work often seems to go to waste neither of them is likely to score a hatful of goals even in league one MK Don's strike partnership showed us that we're missing in that respect as their movement and understanding was superb at the moment we're just not causing opposition defences enough problems in general perhaps if we're lucky we can find someone to fit the bill in the transfer window if we had a player like Lyle Taylor in the current side I reckon we'd be easily in the top two yeah very good email that from McSquared thanks for that Robert uh, sends in as well evening gents uh, Gilles we missed a penalty Burton three basic scoreboy errors MK Dons hit the bar another time it goes in and yesterday a slice clearance now maybe we didn't deserve anything from those games because of the team's performance but with a slice of luck it would look very different this is league one no team is going to allow the opposition a free ride uh, wherever they are in the league other teams results can confirm that are Sunderland now on their third manager or Portsmouth who have remained loyal to Kenny Jackett since being in League One how hard it is two different philosophies but so far bearing the same result it took Sheffield United five seasons 
to get out of the league. Now that the euphoria of the takeover has settled down, realistic aims and expectations after years of neglect should be the target. Of course, Lee Bayer is not above criticism, but his hands are still tied after the takeover because of its late completion and the salary cap being introduced. He is extremely well thought of by his peers within the game. He has had to assemble a squad together at very short notice, being no doubt that he must be frustrated as the rest of us. This is not a Hollywood film where Lee Marvin gets together a group of misfits and wins the war. We may not win an Oscar this year. Patience is needed and in the words of Alan Kerbishley, never too high, never too low. <clears throat> On the subject of Kerbishley, he was given time and that led to stability and success although that didn't stop some fans calling for his head. We now hopefully have an owner with ambition and the financial clout to provide success. I'm sure Thomas has worked out it may not be as straightforward as he first thought. There will be no quick fix. In basic terms, you can't run before you can walk. Finally, we have our club back. We are in the top six a position I'm pretty sure all of us would have taken that back in September. Yeah, that's from Robert. And yeah, I mean, as I said, I mean, I haven't seen many calls for Bayer to lose his job. I think that's being slightly overstated. You see one or two, and then it's more people talking about those people that seems to give it a bit of momentum when really there hasn't been that many people, Lewis. Um, but, you know, Bayer, Bayer needs time. He's, he's certainly earned that. Uh, with the amount of time he's, he's he's stayed with us and what he's achieved, he's achieved so far at the club in what is his first managerial reign. You have to remember, this is his first job as a manager. He will make mistakes. Of course he will. Of course he will. Yeah, 100%. And you look at that, I mean, you almost forget this is his first managerial reign, don't you? Because he's done so well. like, And he really has. I mean, of course, we're going to have disappointing you know, results along the way. We have done. We had disappointing results uh, when we won the playoff final that season. You know, it's people I, I, like you say the the whole Boya sort of anti Boya brigade is is very very minimal. I think, as you say, it's a couple of individuals that maybe think that he's not above criticism, which I understand he isn't. But at the same time, calling for his head would be utterly ridiculous because that man has been incredibly loyal to us and stuck by us when we needed him the most. And the club now is in a much better position, uh, even with Thomas coming in. Like if if Bo had walked and Thomas had come in and had to set up his own, you know, get his own manager and coaching staff, then that takes even longer to build to rebuild. You know, Bo has stuck around through thick and thin, and some of the uh, conditions he's worked under, under the Roland, under ESI, the Paul Elliott lot, whatever they're called. You know, it's been ridiculous. You'll, you'll struggle to find a manager that's that's worked in conditions that he has. And in that time, you know, his first proper season with us, we get promoted at Wembley. One of the most amazing moments of a lot of our, support, you know, Charlton supporting lives, and especially for a lot of people, really. And then after that, you know, last season, we started incredibly well in the championship. And then we had the, the pandemic, the season went on pause and, and we didn't stay up. But, you know, we've, again under conditions with our hands tied and then we started this season again with our you know hands up in the air no one knows what's going on and we get that stability as we say right at the end of the uh, transfer window and we have to kind of rebuild very late notice and you can't expect these things to gel overnight and a lot of these players have been out of the game for a while or haven't had a proper pre-season and have been chucked straight in so you know it's it's a project at the end of the day and one of those emails summed it up perfectly. You know, we we didn't expect to be where we were. I mean, maybe those expectations have have changed over the over the coming weeks or so because of how how well we've played in that run we had before the international break. But at the same time, there has to be a sense of realism here. You know, we've been through some some real neglect from some pretty terrible owners, and it's not going to fix overnight. That that neglect is going to take a while to mend, and we're in a really good place now, on and off the pit. And we've got to give it time to gel and, and to mould and move forward. And that's, you know, that's my view on it. I, of course, maybe there are a few things that I, I found a bit confusing with over the coming, like the last few weeks with Bo and the, the Johnny Williams decision yesterday and the, the comment about the fans on Wednesday. But, you know, as you say, we all make mistakes and we all make errors in life. And he's been one hell of a servant for this football club and he deserves everybody's support and loyalty because he's been incredibly loyal to us when he could have easily walked away for a much easier life. 
<clears throat> Excellent stuff. Right, the next uh, message comes in from Phil. Hi, guys. Is the pressure of having to succeed because we now have an owner who wants big things from his club getting to Bowyer? Strange substitutions, overthinking tactics, negative football, and calling out the fans for not supporting the team. I just can't understand what's happened since the international break. So many of our players are completely out of form. I do hope he can sort this mini dip of form out. He deserves a crack of getting this team out of League One. That's from Phil. Yeah, I mean... I, it is, it is a mini dip. That's that's what we should say. It's it's you know one one winning five. It's five games, not fifteen, not twenty. Let's let's not get carried away. And, and as Phil says, hopefully, uh, Bo will be able to turn this one around. Right, Jeff says hi guys. I want to be very clear that I'm not in the Bo you're out camp. However, it does feel like we might be reaching the beginning of the end of his time at the Valley. Seems to me there is either a motivation or complacency issue in the team, or more worryingly, Bo's is starting to lose the room. I mean, I understand that the feeling, Jeff, but it's seven days since we went and won at a fellow top six side with with uh, uh, with, with a, a clean sheet and a, and a very good display so I do hope we're not getting carried away but Jeff says by my account in the past couple of weeks he's shamed Madison Bogle and now Williams and called out the fans whilst historically this approach has served him very well I think it's totally fair to ask him how many more times he can do it before the team tunes out of him uh, completely. I expect Thomas Sangard and Gallon to be back uh, to back Boya until at least the end of the year, uh, even if our form turns around. Uh, and it's important, important to stay positive because we do have a run of winnable games coming up. I expect a big turnover though in January. If we don't finish top six, I wouldn't be surprised to see Boya go in the summer. P.S. Did I read that as part of the EFL bailout no League 1 or League 2 team can pay a transfer fee in January combine that with the new Brexit rules and adding talent is going to be that much harder uh, so we can't peg our hopes only on that yet yeah, so with the bailout if if if, uh, if you've seen the story that the the bailout between the the, the Premier League and the uh, uh, League One and League Two sides basically you, you get your pot of money and then you can apply for a further loan pot of money and if you do apply for that loan or that extra pot of money then, then I think you have to pay it back, or you certainly have to pay it back if you then go on to spend it on on uh, on on transfer fees. So basically, I think if you go for this extra pot of money, you aren't allowed to go for spending transfer fees. But I hope in the situation we're in with Thomas Angard that we wouldn't be under those sort of. Uh, rules because I don't think we'd be a club that would have to go for that extra pot. Right, Craig uh, says, hi guys, uh, great show as always. Cheers, Craig. Uh, poor game management, contentious tactical decisions. Phil for joining, not fair at all. When he came on, he was a good threat. Something seems off in the camp ever since the uh, dentist talk. Uh, need to get back our form from September. That's from Craig. Cheers, Craig. And then Tom Vanderseen says, disappointing yesterday. We need to start winning these games. Five points from 15 against winnable opposition uh, with the exception of Ipswich is not a great return just one point or question was that our strongest starting lineup do you reckon even with the injured players available uh, maybe with the exception of Innes if everyone was fit I couldn't see Boya picking a different 11 I suppose it could be seen as a little worrying with that performance the thing is we are sixth and I would have taken that at the start of the season but those pre-international break results have raised expectations so I can't help but be disappointed top show lads that's from Tom interesting question that Ben do you think Looking at that starting 11, I, I imagine Doughty would certainly come into that team if he was fit. Um, is there anyone else you, you would you would start ahead of someone who started yesterday other than obviously maybe, well, maybe Ryan Innes? Yeah, maybe Ryan Innes um, instead of Pierce, maybe, going by what we've seen this season of Innes. Uh, nothing against Pierce, but if a player's playing in form, uh, which we've seen from Innes, then I wouldn't. Uh, definitely Doughty in the team. Uh, and just not Prattley and Watson in the same team together. A non-form Marcus Madison, which obviously we haven't seen enough game from him. You'd probably put him ahead, but of course we haven't seen too much of him yet. So, yeah, we definitely miss Alfie Doughty at the moment. But as, as was said in other emails, we've got to find ways of uh, changing our team to work for it, really. Mm. Right, one more message before we go to the break. Charlton Soul says, important to recognise the disgrace of Millwall booing the near club that has always provided a safe space for racism and a club whose values couldn't be more different than our own. Yeah, I mean, I, don't get carried away, Sam, with only blaming Millwall because it did happen at other clubs yesterday. Um, and I think if you just try and target all of your ire at one football club, then I don't think you're really reading the situation correctly there because it's a societal issue and not only at, uh, at Millwall and I wouldn't 
wouldn't be shocked if we had something similar here basically uh, based on some of the stuff yeah, I've read online over the last few days so don't I think you're going about it the wrong way if you're going to turn this into a Millwall thing and not a society thing well let's have a break uh, when we come back we've still got some more messages on the game at Shrewsbury yesterday so we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow and you look at me and I understand you it's a look I used to know. Good ball out here on the right hand side of Smith. Smith. Ball into the box. For, and he can out for it! Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right hand side. Smith with the cross. And Aniko's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to the final part of this week's Charlton Live. Uh, we've read your emails after the game uh, from uh, at Shrewsbury yesterday. Got a few tweets as well. A lot of messages has come in. So again, I won't be able to get to all of them. Uh, but we'll, we'll go for a handful because I do want to just sort of gauge some of the reaction from yesterday. Craig Bond said, almost glad uh, we didn't win so we can't stick our head in the sand about the performance recently. Uh, the argument that we expect too much doesn't hold water. Five games since the international break, four disgraceful performances all against teams in the bottom six at the time. Boya is right that the players are not meeting the grade and they should be doing better. But unfortunately, just digging them out isn't working. Time to come up with some new solutions uh, Lee Boyer Maka says it was a shocking performance from everyone including Boyer uh, the only two who came out of it were any credit were Amos and Williams and Boyer pathetically took Williams off Gilby is non-existent and playing both Watson and Prattley in the middle was a no from me too much sideways and backwards passing yeah actually I mean we've, we spoke about those other players Lewis but not Gilby yet um, he's, he's taken a little while to get back up to speed isn't he because he was for me he was one of our better players before he got injured but he hasn't hit those heights at all since he's come back yet no, not a shame because I saw him in those games early on in the season. I was lucky to go to the pilot event against Doncaster. Again, that performance wasn't great, but Gilby stood out for me. I remember he cracked the crossbar from like 30 yards right at the end. And he's good on the ball. You know, he holds on to it well. He brings other people into play. He's good at, um, you know, he, he can notch in with goals himself. He, he obviously knows how to play at this level. He's won that the MK Dons player of the year, hasn't he, last year as well. So we know he's he's got something about him, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm quite disappointed. He has come back from uh, from the layoff that he's had, and he's he's not really hit the ground running, has he? And I, we can say that about a few people. You know, I thought we'd be getting more out of Marcus Madison by now, and we haven't. Um, he impressed me midweek, and then you don't see him. In the, I think he probably was injured yesterday or ill or something, but he was out of the squad yesterday, which was a shame. And yeah, I mean, Gilby is a, it's, it's a tough one because he, he has had a lot of time out um, and he hasn't really hit those, like you say, those heights that he had at the start of the season where we were all looking towards him thinking, oh, this is, he's going to be some player, this guy. Um, but I don't think he can shelve all of it. I think that there's not, the performances in midfield especially haven't been good enough um, over these, this period of five games or so, apart re- really apart from Albie Morgan, and, and that's probably tarnished a little bit by the mistake he made yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, we've got so much quality in midfield on paper. It's just working out how to fit, you know, how to get that best midfield because I don't think that we know our best midfield at the moment because I don't think, as as the uh, that tweet said there about Prattley and Watson, I don't think they should be in the same side together because it is too defensive. And then you're looking at the likes of Williams, Madison, Gilby, Forster, Kasky, Morgan. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of players to fit in there, and I don't think we know our best midfield at the moment. And I think that's gonna that might shoot us in the foot a little bit because we're not going to be able to string up a sort of an understanding between a midfield because we're constantly having to rotate it. Which whether that's to do with systems or keeping players happy, I don't know. But we're making so many changes game after game. I think maybe we just don't know our our best eleven at the moment. Mm, excellent stuff right Matt says our style of play has become quite boring and negative of late if you look at chances created and shots etc we're down the bottom end of the table it doesn't seem to work against all of these bottom sides right Twika uh, says I believe in the gaffer and the team bonding training and progress depends on overcoming adversity and if there's one thing we know about it is adversity manage your expectations a few weeks ago we never even had a team if you don't want to know don't ask Bo 
and then complained. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a few things yesterday where people was like, well, you shouldn't report on the Johnny Williams thing as if like everyone was asking why Johnny Williams was taken off as if I aren't going to go and ask him. And then obviously a lot of people were, didn't like the answer, but I can't help that, unfortunately. Um, uh, Rick says, no point criticising Bale with a biased media uh, here and fans that think because he stayed loyal uh, and we did not have a club a few weeks ago makes him untouchable. We now have a half-decent team that Bale seems to be struggling with tactics and trying to keep them in check. I did put on Twitter, you know, disappointment after we are held to the draw, and Ant says uh, the way we played that we held Shrewsbury uh, to a draw. Uh, Cass said uh, sloppy and, dare I say, boring performances of late. I'm just not seeing the togetherness. Milton Keynes, Burton and Shrewsbury really should garner more than one point. I think we'd have got more if the team looked more in sync. Too many mistakes and not enough creativity or ideas. Uh, Addicts and... Uh, or the... Uh, the rational fans as frustrating still the bigger picture is in a good spot we could have been even better though uh, rather sort things out now before the massive six pointers uh, coming up at the end of the month and then just finally then I did again put out the question what people made of the decision to take uh, Johnny Williams off after bringing him uh, on uh, London Nick Giza said it was a pathetic decision I don't think I've ever seen a worse substitution and it cost us the game poor performance all round uh, but that capped it off on another note Ben Watson don't get why he plays week in week out he has paid passed it. Demp said it was a shocking decision on the basis. Gilby should be getting nowhere near the team. Uh, KB Little Sis said, unusual, but he wouldn't be the first manager to sub a sub. I'll hold off on the uh, the hysterics for now. Michael said it was shambolic and in the end it was proven wrong because we still conceded. Tracy says harsh and petty but I still back Boya. Sam says players aren't good enough for Charlton and Boya knows it. Toon Addict says it was a look at me decision from a manager who seems to be getting things wrong at the moment. Steve said it was awful man management a good way to lose the dressing room uh, and Tom Wallin, well I can't say what Tom Wallin said, you can only imagine what he said when uh, Johnny Williams got taken off. Right uh, we've gone over time now so I'm going to call time on the show. Uh, thanks to all of you who've listened to this week's Chart and Life. Thanks to the many of you who've got involved via email and Twitter. Sorry I couldn't get to all of them, but I'm really grateful for you uh, sending your views over. Thank you to Benji and to Lewis for joining me on this week's show. No worries, mate. Cheers. Cheers cheers from the conservatory. Yeah, you stay <laughs> in there. Uh, right, good to have you both. Uh, thanks, like I say, to everyone who's listened. We'll be back on Thursday then uh, to look ahead to next Saturday's game at home to AFC Wimbledon. Look forward to speaking to you again. I've been Louis Mendez and we shall see you next week. Come on, come on, come on.